Hey there, I am looking for a group of 30 women who are willing to take on the rest-based weight loss challenge. If you have 25, 50, 75 pounds to lose and you don't want to lose it with hard exercise and extreme dieting, then go to operationfixmylife.com slash coaching and sign up for the rest-based weight loss challenge today. I say, let's just dive right in there. So before you start off with your journey and we start off with your story, can you just uh, give us a, a, a little bit of quick, like, you know, three or four cent, uh, second sentence bio on who you are, where you're from, the name of your company, what you do, just a quick little introduction. Sure. So my name is Amalara Johnson. Uh, my ethnicity is Nigerian American. And I'm from Staten Island, New York. Woohoo! Probably the smallest and most disconnected borough from New York City, but it definitely counts. Um, I do have a background in women's health, public health. I made the transition to fitness a couple of years ago. I think it's about four years since I've been connected to fitness then. I'm super excited because it's the best transition ever. Connects my entire world. Professionally, I online coach clients, getting them from point A to point B. I help them to maximize their well-being so that they seek the happiness that they are looking for with their physique, mentally, spirituality as well. As well. I'm also a personal trainer. I coach clients uh, in person. I also do some group instruction, so I hold classes here on Staten Island. And it's been exciting. It's super exciting. It connects fitness connects my entire world. Um, I wake up to joy every day because I'm doing exactly what I love. So I feel that sense of fulfillment that I've been longing. It's a blessing. It has been such a blessing. Awesome. Yay. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on. Um, and so we're going to just start off talking about I guess how you got to this, how you got to this point um, where where you you traveled through this journey that brought yeah. you here. Um, but I want to start sort of all the way at, from the very beginning. So I'm always curious to know, especially when I meet other people who are fitness enthusiasts um, who are dedicated to their health and wellness. I'm always curious to know if they've all if they've just always been like that. If that's just something that's been a part of them since they were little, if that's something that they came to adopt as they got older, if there were specific circumstances that surrounded them getting into fitness. So let's start with when you were younger. Would you say that you were an athletic kid when you were younger? Were you uh, overweight? Let's hear just a little bit of your story and your background. Lene, that's probably one of my favorite questions because for anyone who sees you in your today form, they really can't visualize what your starting point was and when that started. Short answer to your question, I was never an athlete. Fitness was later in life, after college, after gaining a whole bunch of weight. As a child, I was great at watching TV, eating and flipping through channels. I had no desire to play sports. My parents fed me as best as they can. I didn't eat much processed food, but structurally, I would say that I was more like your average kid. I was tall, not wide, but I was definitely more of like your average kid with some meat on their bones. 
But a lot of that also had to do with the fact that structurally, I just was never going to be a slim or, you know, skinny, so to speak, child, because I was born as a nine pound baby. So it started from that point. So you're, so it, when you came out of your mother's womb, it was like, okay, so we're not going to have a petite one on our hands. Like that's not obvious. Not at all. And, and so that sort of uh, self-fulfilled itself as you, as you got older. Um, now, at what point was it then that you decided that your body needed to change? Like how old were you, number one? And number two, what were the circumstances that led to your initial time investment into fitness? Yeah, this happened four years ago. That's when I knew that something needed to be done. However, it wasn't until three years ago where I actually made those changes, where I was just like, you know what? I had to mentally decide that this was something that I can no longer turn back on because I could say that I've had a few failed attempts in the past, you know, especially in college. I dabbled, I dabbled around the idea of being healthy, working out, eating better, but essentially I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was mentally prepared until my mom. And at the age I was what, 26 turning 27 at the time, my mom commented, on the fact that she noticed my body was changing and not in the most flattering way. Once she told me that, I was like, okay, she's my mom. She's saying this out of love. But outside of that, I really need to take my health a lot more serious. But mm. I can totally relate to you on showing people your transformation photos just to prove that you once had a starting point that you were just really unhappy about. And who you are today is just a product of everything you sacrificed. Because you could have gone a different way, a different path, but just to, just proof that you were willing to sacrifice and do exactly what you needed to do to be where you are today. And it's just not an imperfect, I mean, it's not a perfect process. You know, like right. I were having a conversation about this yesterday. It's like this endless journey. This and it never ends. It's like you just keep developing another goal that you need to hit physically. Um, and sometimes in between those physical goals, it's definitely appropriate to set a mental goal and just thinking about what it is that you're really going after, what it is that you're trying to achieve, why you're trying to achieve it. Is this really for you or is it validation that you're seeking from others? And mm. the, the strongest the strongest point that I, I had to really figure out was why I was doing this in the first place. So, so I want to pause here for a second. For those of you that might be jumping in um, right now, I am interviewing my friend Omalara Johnson, and we are talking about her journey. We're talking about her weight loss journey. Um, she is the founder and the operator of Aristofit. She's a personal trainer, a wellness consultant, an online consultant. And she was just taking us through her journey of how she got to how she became a personal trainer. It started off with her mom telling her, okay, um, your body is changing. It's not changing for the better. I'm concerned. <laughs> so go ahead and get on that. Yeah. And, uh, and so she heeded her mom's advice and the first thing she said she did was she got, she asked for 
just a, an accountability partner. She got on social media, asked a group, you know, just put it out there. I'm looking for accountability. And she got 30 people to respond and say, hey, I need this too. And that accountability group sort of turned into um, turned into such a fabulous resource and a lot of people were getting results. And those people were the ones that said, you should be a personal trainer. And someone even gifted the fee to become certified um, for you to do that. So you're on this journey now. You are running this business. You're helping people to lose weight. You're also on your weight loss journey. But then you hit a snafu with the holidays that I know that we can all 100% relate to. And that snafu was, it's it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. The sun is out, it's cold, it's time to eat. (laughs) And so, yeah. So you got to, now you're in this place where you are, you've decided to get into bodybuilding and compete because you gained some of the weight back. And what I'm hearing is that there was pressure. There was pressure because now you're a personal trainer. Now you're coaching all of these people on how to lose weight and you start gaining some of the weight back. And so I'm hearing that there was like a little bit of a panic mode and there was a little bit of like, okay, oh crap, like I have to do something about this. And that sort of led you to, that sort of led you to bodybuilding. It led you to competing. But the problem was when you left, everybody that knew you, you looked one way. And when you came back, you looked competition ready. Like you looked like you were ready for bodybuilding. So so there's a, a theme here of other people's opinions and thoughts sort of influencing and guiding your path. I want to pause. I was going to ask if we can pause right here anyway, because we're going to make an important segue into the reason that Omalara and I wanted to come to you in the first place. Um, There is a dark side to weight loss that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of the Instagram followers, you know, a lot of the people that you see on Instagram, a lot of the photos that you see, people in the videos that you see, people getting ready for uh, bodybuilding competitions, um, the the beach photos and the swimsuits and the ab shots and, you know, all of these things that you are scrolling through your phone and looking at everything and you're saying to yourself, oh, how much would I love to blank? But I wanna stop right here and I wanna talk about the most important question, the most important step that you have to ask yourself that you have to take before you even start a weight loss journey. And you told me very specifically that this was something that you wanted to address and to dig into. Go ahead and tell us Yes. What we discussed and what you wanted to share with the people. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you for bringing me back in. My dog was being an attention hogger, so I had to address that. But yeah, I had to figure out what my why was. I had to figure out why I was on this journey. And I had to make sure that my why to be on this journey was strong enough that no matter what came my way, no matter what obstacles, no matter who said what, I knew why I was doing this in the first place. If I missed the goal, I would continue. 
when I met a goal, I would continue. So once I was able to define my why, it became a lifestyle. Regardless of if I gained five pounds back, 10 pounds back, 20 pounds back, it became a lifestyle. And as Lene said, you know, you see a lot of these public figures on digital channels, such as social media, you see them on TV, you see them in movies. And one, you don't know everything that they did to get to that point in terms of what they had to sacrifice and in terms of how deprived they had to feel. But on top of that, that comparison factor is an issue in itself because it's your journey. You are your own competition and you focusing on someone else's journey takes away from the hard work that you're supposed to be putting out or that you are putting in. And having a strong enough why allowed me to really enjoy those small milestones that I was hitting. And some of it didn't even have to do with the number on the scale. Some of it just had to do with the fact that I ate well for the day. I got seven hours of sleep. I spoke positively about myself and my journey and how far I've come. I inspired someone else to do the same. And so when I saw it that way, when I saw it in a more holistic way, I took it easier on myself and I forgave myself for not being perfect. And I used all of this in my coaching. And I realized that for my clients, it was a game changer for them too because it's so easy to feel so defeated. But once we were very definitive on exactly what what they were doing this for, the purpose behind why they were waking up extra early to work out or giving themselves a, a, their selves 30 more minutes before they go to bed to really you know, prep for their meals for the next two or three days, when they knew why they were doing this, they were just like, you know what? It's worth it at the end of the day, it is. And um, it was just one of those things that I, I wish that I knew earlier on and I feel like a lot of people struggle with, but once you have a strong enough why, let me tell you, everything just makes complete sense and you won't give up on yourself. Well, why is the intentionality and the purity of the why, why is that so significant? It's really significant because if you don't set the purpose as to why you're on this journey, it becomes very meaningless. And the goal is to make it very meaningful. Think of it this way. For those who've signed up to go to college or you signed up to start a new job, there was a meaning attached to why you made that decision. And that meaning motivated you to do everything required for you to get from where you were to admitted into school, to get your degree or to get that job so that financially it can take care of whatever you needed to take care of. Those two factors, as an example, you're, it's because you're meeting a need and that's the same exact thing when it comes to your health. You're meeting a need and it's not for the short term. It can't be because if it is, then it's gonna lose its meaning once you've 
gotten to the point where you've met the goal or maybe you didn't meet the goal and you became discouraged. And so something has to be so strong that's going to keep you on this journey for the long run. This idea of connecting your weight loss goals and your health and fitness goals to what I call your life philosophy, which is what is your purpose here on earth? Why are you like, why are you here? What's your calling? And I believe that if you can connect your health and wellness journey to your life philosophy, to your purpose, then you can use that. You can use the fact that this is my calling. You can use that as your why. So I know that Omolara and myself, we definitely wanted to present this to you guys to be like, look, number one, make sure your intentions are pure. Um, number two, make sure you connect your goals. Make sure you connect your why to something pure, something that means something, like you said, Omalara, something that means something, something deeper than you just wanting to change the way that you look.